As the rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, I warmly welcome you to this service, which is brought to you while our doors are closed due to the coronavirus outbreak. It has been collated from our archive of live choral music, together with specially recorded readings, prayers and sermon for the specific service. I shall be offering this act of worship on your behalf, and so your prayers can join with mine. May the light and hope of Christ be with us as our worship begins. A very warm welcome to this service from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, on this, the fifth Sunday of Lent. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him, through our Lord Jesus Christ, our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy Lord. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou then, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, 
according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament reading is taken from the Lamentation of Jeremiah, chapter 3, beginning at verse 19. Remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. He sitteth alone and keepeth silence, because he hath borne it upon him. He putteth his mouth in the dust, if so be there may be hope. He giveth his cheek to him that smiteth him, he is filled full with reproach. For the Lord will not cast off for ever, but though he cause grief, yet will he have compassion, according to the multitude of his mercies. For he doth not afflict willingly, nor grieve the children of men. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
New Testament reading is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 20, beginning at the 17th verse. And Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples apart in the way, and said to them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock, and to scourge, and to crucify him and the third day he will rise again. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshipping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? She saith unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, Ye know what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and to be baptised with the baptism that I am baptised with? They say unto him, We are able. And he saith unto them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup, and be baptised with the baptism that I am baptised with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. And when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that princes, the Gentiles, exercise dominion over them, and they are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be greater among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still, and called them, and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them, and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of thy Son, Jesus Christ, hast delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph in the power of his victory. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, 
Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We are living in a strange interim time at present. For most of us, all semblance of normal life has ceased in this era of social distancing and self-isolation, with the shops mostly closed and the pavements largely empty. Outside me, in Fleet Street, the streets are uncharacteristically silent, apart from the odd taxi and London bus rumbling past and the occasional helicopter overhead. And yet, we are still very unclear about what the future holds, how long this state of affairs will continue, how much worse things are likely to become, and what kind of reality will await us when eventually we are able to re-emerge from all this. It all feels very interim. So I'm struck by the fact that both of our biblical readings this evening, in their very different ways, speak directly to that strange sense of in-betweenness. Our Old Testament lesson is taken from the book Lamentations, 
a heart-rending cry of lament over the destruction of Jerusalem and its temple that took place in the year 586 BC. The opening verse of Lamentations is disconcertingly appropriate to what lies outside our church door at this precise moment. How doth the city sit solitary that was full of people? How she is become as a widow, she that was great among the nations. In this evening's reading from Lamentations, there is a phrase that will perhaps sound familiar to some of you. It is a verse that, in a slightly different version, is sometimes used as one of the sentences at the start of the funeral service. What is striking about it is that, contrary to everything that one might otherwise expect to find in the midst of a poetic cry of lament and desolation, it is the most confident and assured affirmation of faith in the goodness of God. Moreover, it is a divine goodness that we can experience anew every single day. The version that you may have heard before at a funeral is this one. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. How extraordinary to find such a bold proclamation of hope in God emerging from the very heart of darkness. Hope in the midst of loss. This is a text for interim times. In our second reading from St. Matthew, we heard Jesus tell the 12 disciples of his forthcoming betrayal, torture, death, and resurrection. Here we glimpse a different kind of interim, for here both the worst and the best is yet to come. And when he first spoke those prophetic words, those who heard his message could not yet grasp it, which is why the mother of the sons of Zebedee completely misunderstands him and tries to secure special favours for her boys in the new dispensation. She has absolutely no idea what it is that she is asking for them. The point about interim times is that they are by their very nature disorientating and uncertain. Even when we think we know what the future holds, we probably don't. That is why it is so important to remain steadfast and hopeful and to retain our trust in God, even when everything around us is bleak. That voice from Lamentations was able to do that amidst the wreckage and the ruins of the fine city that lay in rubble. And so can we. John O'Donoghue wrote a wonderful piece called for the interim time in his book of blessings entitled Benedictus. It goes like this. When near the end of day, life has drained out of light and it is too soon for the mind of night to have darkened things, no place looks like itself. Loss of outline makes everything look strangely in between, unsure of what has been or what might come. In this wan light, even trees seem groundless. In a while it will be night, but nothing here seems to believe the relief of dark. You are in this time of the interim, where everything seems withheld. The path you took to get here has washed out. The way forward is still concealed from you. The old is not old enough to have died away. The new is still too young to be born. You cannot lay claim to anything in this place of dusk. Your eyes are blurred. 
and there is no mirror. Everyone else has lost sight of your heart and you can see nowhere to put your trust. You know you have to make your own way through. As far as you can, hold your confidence. Do not allow your confusion to squander this call which is loosening your roots in false ground, that you might come free from all you had outgrown. What is being transfigured here is your mind, and it is difficult and slow to become new. The more faithfully you can endure here, the more refined your heart will become for your arrival in the new dawn. Stay hopeful, however deep the darkness, there will be light. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, whose love is boundless, keep us ever mindful of your presence with us when times are difficult and uncertain. We pray this night for the grace to hear your voice and the courage to act upon it. May we remain steadfast in our faith, even when hope has to compete with the temptation to despair. 
knowing that beyond our tears, there is always your healing love. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our world, torn apart by the ravages of sin and, at this present time, by the devastation wrought by the present pandemic. We pray for all who are sick, whether at home or in hospital. We pray for those who are fighting for life. We pray for families distraught to be separated from loved ones. We pray for those who are bereaved, especially those unable to say a final farewell to those most close to their hearts. And we pray for all who feel isolated, afraid, or fearful for the future. Living Lord, surround them with your love and help them to know your presence with them now. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all members of the medical profession, giving thanks for their courage and dedication. We pray especially for those who are exhausted, overwhelmed and fearful for their own health and well-being. We pray for all who are helping to keep society functioning, for those teachers who continue their work, for journalists to who for journalists who continue to bring us the news, for our hard-pressed emergency services, for all who are striving to keep food and medical supplies and essential resources available to those who need them most. And we pray for all who seek to serve the needs of their neighbours. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the leaders of the nations during this time of international crisis and future uncertainty. And we pray for the church throughout the world and for those entrusted with its leadership. For those who strive to keep the flame of faith alive in difficult times. And we ask your blessing upon this Church of St. Bride and for all whom we seek to serve. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for ourselves and for one another. We hold before God all those whom we carry in our hearts, those for whom we pray, and those who have no one to pray for them. Loving God, we pray that in all things we may work to your glory. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
peace of God which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.